before you sit down, Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2, why do we praise him? Why do we glorify him? Psalms 24, verse 1 and 2, you are going to shout it. If you're on top of the mountain, you would shout it from there. One, two, three. Verse two. Read it again. Read from verse 1 and 2 again. The world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. This is why we praise him. Because there is no one like God. If you are not praising him, if you are not yet glorifying him, you've not yet known who he is. Who he is. You may be seated. He is the almighty one. He is the almighty one. Can we appreciate the worship team? I, I instructed that all the children come in front here. That while we praise and worship, they are in front here and praise along. And while they were in front here, my heart moved. And I said, there is work. There's work that has to be done. And in this time and age, where evil has increased so much, where darkness has increased so much, what is that that the children have that is going to help them overcome Darkness. But before we get to the children, what is that that you have that is going to cause you to remain on top in the Lord? To remain in Him. My Bible tells me in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. I saw these young children here. And many of them 
and not praising, they're just looking around. Yes, as a church, we have a work to do as we take them through the children's church. But you, as their parents, how are you training these children? How are you raising these young ones? They are born to you as Christian parents. And they are living in that Christian home. Do you have time for them? In what areas are you training them? What areas? Some of us, it was by the grace of God and possibly by divine destiny that God helped us to grow up in him and have a strong desire in him much as there are things that were not at home. The depth of God that was not at home. But because of destiny and because of God's grace, He helped us. The journey that I've walked, and also as a young man in school, doing very well in. Athletics, running very well, the best in the whole school, the best in the whole district, and representing my district on the national level, and eventually getting into the national team. At such a level, at a young age, and I look back with all the challenges, with all the temptations that came my way, but making the right decisions at that early stage, how? How? Because I had this personal connection with God. Not because I was getting it so much from home. Yes, at home I remember there was that seed. Young as I was, there was that small seed looking at my mother, kneeling down before we go to bed and we kneel down and we pray simple prayers. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that prayer, reciting Psalms 23, and in between there she spoke words that were so faint that I could not hear them, and for me my desire was to just learn from what she was 
having and saying to the Lord. And of course at the end the grace. It was it was brief but it helped me have a foundation in God. And The challenges then were much less than the challenges we face today. The darkness then was, you couldn't compare it to the darkness that has risen in these last days. Luke 22. So Luke 12. Luke 12. Luke 12. Verse 21. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich Toward God. Not rich. Not rich. Towards God. Whom is Jesus talking about? He's talking about a man. Who has everything. He has worked. 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 He has sight of the future. He has sight of the future in terms of work, in terms of development, in terms of physical development, financial development, and maybe career development. And all these things are good. And this man says, I will say to my soul, verse 19, so you have many good things, goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, People can call you fool and you lose it. But God, God calling someone fool that's deep. God calls someone fool. You are planning for your future. Isn't that good? You're working so hard. Isn't that a good thing? A pastor friend of mine called me from Busheni. 
And next Saturday, we'll be having a meeting in Mshenyi with the leaders. But he calls me and tells me a powerful man of God from Kampala went there. I won't mention his name. And then talk to them. And um, it was about development and all those things and say look at your condition cut the poverty around and then you just spend time in prayer just spend time seeking God and, and this and the other what are you up to and look at your condition you have no money you have no this and the other you have to work which was a good thing. Yes. Move people to work. But. This pastor tells me. As not. My heart was bleeding. He, he respects this man of God. This and the other. One of keep people in the kingdom of God in a nation. But then he says, you, all these things are good, but you cannot downgrade prayer. You cannot downgrade the relationship with God. Now, look at what Jesus says. Jesus says, he says, so is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, Jesus is not discrediting riches. But what he's addressing is the lack of richness towards God. That richness of the spiritual life of you. That richness in you. That life in you. That when you decide to pray. That the prayer is rich. Rich. You can commune with God. And your heart is excited because you are communing with God. And in exchange, God is as excited because he's talking with his child. That in worship, you come to church. And ladies and gentlemen, never lie to anyone. That which you cannot do in public, never lie to anyone that you can do it in private. No. You will lie to yourself. But what you cannot do in public, if you are shy in public, do not say that you do it in private. And so if you come to church, you cannot lift your hands. You cannot close your eyes. You cannot surrender. And you get lost in God. And it's not that you got saved yesterday, not last week, not last year, but you've been a Christian. And you're a veteran Christian. 
But in this time and age, where life has become so difficult, and you are so rich in all these other things, but poor in the spiritual matters, war unto you. And this month, I've decided we are not going to have prayer meetings here every Monday. I know many of you don't come through those prayer meetings, but I know of devoted people who come through those prayer meetings. But I want to say, Monday we are not meeting here because I want everyone this month, this month, to invest in your life with God and most importantly parents parents invest spiritually in your children we are coming back here is it on the first or second of December? We have the next worship service. I don't want to see those children coming up here and they are looking around. And some of these children are children of leaders here. I'm not going to be shy about this. You are either seated on a timed bomb as a family or, or not. Your children are growing. Wait until when they get to a point where they can make their own decisions. And you'll begin to cry to God. And you'll begin to seek God and pray. So that God may rescue them. Now you still have time. And you are just getting rich in other things. This is not a joke. And remember. You can't give what you don't have. If you don't have it in you, you can't pass it on. John 5. John 5. Verse 30. I can of myself Righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. The sins are kukolachi and tukubwangi. Ngabwe mpulira, bwensala. No msango bwensala gwansonga. Kubanga sino nya bienjagaranze, wabula yantuma biayagara. The will of God. Okwagara kwa katona. The will of God. Okwagara kwa katona. Jesus says. Yes, wagamba. I can of myself do nothing. What? He has everything. He has the power. He has all the authority. He's from heaven. He knows everything. But look at this statement. I can of myself do 
do nothing myself I can do nothing does it mean he's lazy no does it mean that he doesn't know what to do no but what does he say as I hear I judge in other words as I hear I do as I hear I perform in other words he has that ability to hear from the Father. He's connected with the Father. You are going to walk in the will of God. You are going to do what God wants. You need to have that personal relationship with God. You, you need to be able to hear from him. How do we hear from him? We hear from him through his word. We hear from him through preaching. We hear from him as he speaks to us directly. We hear from him as he speaks to us in dreams and visions. We hear from him as we get counsel from others. As I hear, and then he says, Because I do not seek my own will, not my own will, I do not seek my own will. The greatest challenge with humanity is the detachment from God. Man always trying to do his own things. The reason why sin came on the earth was because man decided to disobey God. And so Jesus comes to show us that down here on the earth, you need to seek the will of God. He does not only come to save us, but he comes to save us and to show us, don't do your will. Seek the will of the Father. He says, I seek the will of the one who sent me. Now this is the key. This is the key. This is the key. Pastor Elson, please get for me some water. Stand there. Listen. I sent him to get for me water. And he brought it. He has gone an extra mile of opening it. He did not go out. He did not remain seated. I told him, bring for me water. Number one, he understood what I told him. Number two, he decided to obey. He walks from there to where the water is under the authority of being sent. He walks from there to here under the authority of being sent. He does that because he is sent. Jesus says, I don't seek my will. I seek the will of the one who sent 
me. When you lose sight of being sent, you are going to do your own things. When the church of Jesus loses sight that we are sent on the earth, we are ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador cannot go to the country where they are sent and they do their own things. They can't. They represent the nation that sent them. If they disobey, if they do their own things, what will happen? They will be recalled. Please be seated. Sent. Sent. Are you sent? Do you know that you are sent? Quickly, Acts chapter 5, look at Paul and the will of God, Paul and obedience to the will of God. Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9. Verse 5. And he said, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goods. Paul, who was Saul at this time, he faces the power and the authority of Jesus. He's knocked off the donkey. And immediately he says, Who are you, my Lord? I want you to mark the word. Who are you? Who are you? Lord. Lord. For you to submit, for you to focus on the will of God, you need to focus on the Lordship of Jesus. Many in the church have lost sight of authority of Jesus. They focus on the salvation of Jesus. Yes, he saved you. And you're enjoying that. But, Lordship. Secondly, Paul, he gets a clear understanding of who Jesus is, he gets the right conversion. The right conversion facing the lordship of Jesus. And that's why in his life you don't see challenges between him and his relationship with God. We have a challenge in the body of Christ that yes, many are saved but many have not fully 
gotten face to face with the lordship of Jesus. Let me put it this way. Many have gotten saved the wrong way. Many are saved because they were promised you'll be healed, you'll be blessed. Some of them are saved because of either the church where there are so many things and drums and music and this and the other. Some can be saved and all that they know is the pastor, the person maybe that preached to them or this and the other. Many are in church and all that they know is the programs of the church, the systems of the church. And there is this lack of personal focus on the lordship of Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be a leader, but when you've lost sight of the lordship of Jesus, and so you make your own decisions. Lastly, verse 6, so he, he trembling, astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven must be followed with this prayer. What do you want me to do? Stand up on your feet. Lord, what do you want me to do? Those that get saved right, they ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do in my family? What do you want me to do with my children? What do you want me to do in my business? What do you want me to do in my work? What do you want me to do? I pray in this season, as you go through this month, you will focus on the Lord and you will inquire from him. This is not just inquiring. This is a life of submission. A life of surrender. And the church of Jesus needs to rediscover the power of the will of God. Let's pray. Father. Father. Father.
joy in your life depends on your willingness to do His will. To walk in His will your entire life according to the will of God. Not part of you. Not a few things. But your entire life. Take a few seconds and commune with him. Who are you, Lord? What do you want me to do? By myself, I can do nothing. But as I hear, I judge. I don't seek my own will but the will of the one who sent me sent your life on the earth see is a life of one who is sent. And as you go through this month, as you engage with God, you ask Him, Lord, draw me close to you. What do you want me Father, I've shared your word with your people. Father, we've gone through a time of worship and praise. Father, I pray that, Lord, there will be fruit of your word in everyone's life, oh God. There will be that focus on you and what you want us to do. Father, I pray each one of us daily, every hour, we will be so connected to you that we will know, we will seek, we will seek your will. We will ask, what do you want us to do? And we will be willing to hear. We will be ready to hear. And we will move accordingly for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, your life depends on one thing, the will of God. And may you grow into that. May you grow in the understanding that. In Jesus' name.